You're listening to Pod of the Pops, the podcast that relives and relives pop culture. We're back for Scary Spice Solo Career Take One. Before we start, can we take a minute to discuss middle names? Yeah. So I've been dropping the middle names <laughs> in of all of the Spice Girls. But, so you know you've got two Melanies. Yeah. You've got Melanie B and Melanie yeah. C. Yeah. How easy would it have been for them to have gone, oh, like, we shouldn't really have two Melanies, so do you guys want to go by your middle name? <laughs> which is Melanie Janine Brown and Melanie Jane Chisholm. Oh. Which meant you could have had a girl band with Janine, Jane and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> which I am here for. Yes. If the Sugar Babes want to change their names to Janine, Jane and Jerry. I mean Janine... It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's kind of. It is Jane with a Y, J A Y N E. Just make it more exciting. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. spicing it up. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No pun intended. Uh, don't say we're not good to it. <laughs> so Melby, solo career. Uh, so straight out before the Forever album's even out, she's the first Spice Girl to release a solo single. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was a bit intentional on her? Absolutely not. I think she's very, very career-driven and focused, and I reckon she wanted to be the first one out there. Mm. Out of all five? Oh, definitely. I think she released it before Jerry had left, actually, as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. I reckon she knew it was on the horizon, and she just thought, I want to get out there. Yeah. Fair play to her. Ooh, I'd not looked at it from that angle. Well, it's the song we're talking about is I Want You Back, which is a Missy Elliott song, really. It's credited to Mel B, but Missy Elliott wrote it, and she called... You can, and you can tell. It sounds yeah. so it, Missy Timberland. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a Missy song. I'm the M to the E-L-B, you know me. I'm the M-I-S-S-Y to the E. And I got many flows from overseas. Well, how can you beep beep with no keys? I got spice, I'm tight with my flows. And all my flows been known to throw blows. Well, let me hit this one before I go. Well, I'ma let you go if you say so. Ow. I'm sick of you. Who me, it's me, yeah, you know I'm a fool, I'm a fool for you, cause I keep taking you back, as though I'm stupid like that, yeah, yeah, you know it's true, but I can't say no, and I never said no, I can't say no to you, because you treat me whack, in fact I want you back, uh, I think I want you back, your love has made a deep impact, and I know it might sound whack, I mean, I think it's the best thing she's done. Oh, 100%. I don't think anyone's getting yeah. any... <laughs> much else. Yeah. Uh, musically, I mean... Karen. I know. Wow. Musically, she was busy. I mean, start, Karen starts off... Yeah. Already yeah, hated. On, the, on the negativity here. Well, yeah, I'm just, just being realistic. <laughs> it is a good song, but I think it, it's... It's the best that she's done. As with everything, Missy Elliott is futuristic as well. Like, it's, yeah. it feels like a decade before yes. its time. Yes. And I think it holds up now. I think it's it timeless. Sounds, it's yeah. definitely timeless. The video yeah. was good as well. Yeah, with, like, the well. green light. She looks like, cool. Like, they spent like, a lot of money on that. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing I read. That she... So Missy Elliott rang her up and she was like, I've got this song. Uh, I want you to do it. 
She Mel flew out there. She recorded it in one day, and they shot the video the next day. Wow, that's impressive. impressive! It was done in like two, three days. The whole that campaign. Is so, with Mel B, I kind of get that impression that she just when she wants something, she just gets it done. And I've got to admire that. About she's her. a grafter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, well, she's really worked hard. I get the impression as well that she does things on the fly as well. She's like mm-hmm. she. Whereas I think Victoria would like strategize yeah. spend ages in rehearsal I reckon yeah. Mel's like Melanie B's like oh let's just go and do it she yeah I think it'll look yeah. a bit like this let's do that and yeah. then she just she's very confident as vibing. well yeah yeah um, she's definitely someone to be admired yeah. yeah so the song appears on the soundtrack for Why Do Fools Fall In Love not a movie I'm aware of no neither am I <laughs> um, it's very uh, but Missy Elliott was executively producing the soundtrack oh. also shares the soundtrack with Destiny's Child's Get On The Bus do right. you remember that one? Uh, no it's so Timberland it's got all like the birds in the back like, it's such a bop <laughs> Get okay. On The Bus it's a good one okay oh. what a name Get On The Bus <laughs> I say it to boys all the time <laughs> And do they get on the bus? They get on my bus. (laughs) (laughs) No fun sense. We'll cut that. So, (laughs) it was a UK number one single. I want you back. So, first Spice Girl. First Spice Girl. So, that's number one. Yeah. I think maybe a lot of people forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Her only number one. Oh. Yeah. 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 Best It's a Missy number one. It's a Missy number one. Credits Missy. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, when, and I look back at this video and I remember. For me, it was the hair. Because she came out, she did Top of the Pops and she had this long, straight, I assume weave, but it could have been her hair, I guess. I can't remember. Mm. But like she had long, straight hair. And I am a little boy from Devon. I grew up in the countryside. And there were not a lot of people that weren't white in where I lived. Yeah. And I couldn't get around the idea that she'd gone from this curly afro to like straight hair. And I believe I learned about Black hair, black, black hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> Mel B's video. Yeah, yeah. I started asking questions. I, I think like, it's, I it's a lot of work as well for her to. Yeah, yeah. She looks up. good. She looks great. She looks great. However, yeah. here is you know she's just got one of those. I'm naturally... not a fan at the moment of the hair, but yeah, she's had a lot of good styles. Mm, yeah. yeah. But I just remember that sleek hair. It was obviously her really trying to draw a line in the sand and be like. I'm moving on from scary. Do you think though? Because she was, it's a scary video. Like it's all green, like the eyes. But it's, but it, no, but it's not Spice Girls. Like it's not. Well, it's where the Spice Girls went really. So if you think of the Forever album, it's all R&B, Timberland produced, uh, not Timberland, but Dark Child's on it. Like the, the, the way that it's mixed is very, yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if I Want You Back was on Forever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see it's that. A point. Yeah. I think it symbolises her growing up a bit as well, yeah. the hair change, you know. Yeah. They all went R&B, because you think of the Victoria album as well, yes. that was very, yeah. she goes very R&B as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a thing then. Yeah, because really. that was where we were going from pop to yeah. R&B. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, I get what you say, but mm-hmm. I think the most important thing with this video, of course, is it's the first time that we see... Jimmy Gulsa, who is her ah, husband, yeah. husband to be, appears in the video, looking pretty fly. Mm-hmm. Um, he just stands there while she like pretends to beat him up. Maybe it looks good standing there. Maybe so he's into it. I remember the time being like, hell yeah. She's pregnant in the video. Is she really? Yes. Wow. Time-wise. Incredible. Out. Right. Very early days. Yeah, I she think. might not even. That, so that was, that was the pregnancy where she found out on... Tour, tour. Yeah. and it was her uh, and Victoria were in the 
Were they in the same bathroom? The story the guys, yeah. 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 Victoria yeah. said it was wee everywhere because Mel B just We're got so the oh, test. I can believe. Just yeah. threw it around. You can imagine, she's got that kind of personality. Yeah. Victoria, yeah. Meanwhile, Victoria's like, that's lovely, but freaking out a little. No, that must have been the funnest moment, actually, the two of them finding out they were pregnant together. That's yeah. a true friendship moment. Yeah, I think that's lovely. And actually, when you think about the kind of, the, the duos in the band... They are like kind of the opposite ends of I, I yeah like right. personality. I don't put those two together. Enough, no, yeah. and no. so it's actually quite moving that they mm. had that such a moment. big life moment. Because they're a couple of weeks apart, actually, I think. Yeah, it's not much difference. Yeah, yeah. But it was a backup dancer, a backup dancer. Yeah, some class. Can we talk for a minute about pop divas? constantly getting with their backup dance and how it just never seems to work out there are so many so We've i got, did like a little oh, look through brilliant you know the classic you've got you know britney and yeah. fed is the yeah. big one yeah. Yeah. Fed. Yeah. plus she has this new guy now britney which is from well, the right, yeah. um slumber party video he is hot he is but why is she with him he looks good on instagram he yeah. looks great on instagram he can do press-ups with it but I mean, is he really going to be a good father to those two? Yeah. I mean, maybe he's amazing. I don't know. It just—I'm like, you get yours, Brittany. But I thought it'd be a three-month fling, and she's still with him. Oh, well, a good year she's or so happy. later. Happy, good for her. And she's looking hot. But that's another season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey left James Packer, the millionaire, for Brian Tanaka, a backup dancer. <laughs> I accidentally typed Brain Tanaka on my computer. I just realised, <laughs> which I doubt is his nickname. Yeah. But, Jennifer Lopez has done it twice. Oh, of course. She's done it twice. She married her Love Don't Cross the Thing dancer, Chris Judd, in 2001. Yeah, that was a short marriage. Yeah, that was one of the short ones. But then she had this on-off thing with Casper Smart, who appears in her dance again. He was a lot younger, wasn't he? Yeah, she loves a younger one. Although now she's with that A-Rod, who's older. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Uh, oh, really? the dancer Ricky so he's in the Thank You Next song uh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah he was also the one that was involved in the donut licking incident you know where she was there was that video that went viral of her licking a donut saying America is crap or something I hate America okay we'll have to look this up we have to look this up yeah, yeah. this is the thing I also found out when I was looking deep into the Melby backup dancer thing Jimmy Golsa was over 30 when they met not a big deal but that meant he was a 30-plus backup dancer. That's... Which means there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is planning a tour, Nadine Coyle will call me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just need to look at J-Lo and realise, yeah. you know, your dreams are limitless. Oh my Literally. Literally. That's the new song, Limitless. <laughs> yeah. Buy it on Spotify now. <laughs> also, I have to say, I don't know if we're sneering at backup dancers here, but like... My God, they do a lot of the heavy lifting on stage. Especially in a Spice Girl solo single. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch any Spice Girl solo single performance, the backup dancers deserve credit. Yes, But also, you know, these backing dancers are in close proximity with the celebrities. So it does make sense. It makes sense. They're sharing a lot of things together. Uh, And they're, you know, these are the people they're hanging... Yeah, they're the people they're hanging out with because... Do they have time to meet anybody else? Yeah, like, no. And they understand the schedule and yeah, you know, the lifestyle. Yeah. And, yeah. I suppose yeah. it's the closest thing you can get to a proper relationship when you're at that level as well because yeah. you're going on tour, you're not going to get to go home and spend time with people. Yes. So you get, I guess you get to share that hotel room and yeah, exactly. things like that, which makes sense why there's so many. Yeah. How else would you meet someone unless they're in the industry? Yeah, Apparently there is a celeb version of Tinder. It's like a what? a special. Are you on it? <laughs> if you've got access, please at Pod of the Pops. <laughs> Share me. 
Um, yeah, apparently there is like a specific one. How awk though? Can you imagine you just flick into and you're like, oh, hi, Ellie Golding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Dido. I mean, is there, is there like, well, they have listed, I've gone out with all of these other celebrities. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, like, because you know Tinder used to have your friends in common? Because it was linked to your Facebook. I don't know if it still has that. Uh, yeah. It used to do that. I wonder if it's like that as well. Yeah, the, yeah. The exes we were having in common. It'll be like, it'll be like, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It'd be like, remember, like, your ex went out with my ex in a movie. Like, you know, it just <laughs> yeah, gets so complex. Bad. Like, inception of relationships. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Mel B. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes later. So this is what gets me most with this Jimmy Gulsar because yeah. it doesn't get covered that much actually their relationship. Mm. Melby loves a super quick relationship. Right, so yeah. they met in March 1998 on tour. Uh-huh. They got engaged in the May of 1998. They were pregnant in June wow. and married in September. That's in- six months. And so that's probably like four years in real life. Though. Please. <laughs> Within six months, I barely learned their name. Like, it's just not on my radar. And then they were divorced by January 2000. Wow. So they had like a whole year of happy, but mm. well, that's quick. Mm. So quick. And I guess the whole Spice Girls thing was quick. I mean, they were only really on top for the sort of imperial part of there was two years. Yeah. 96 to 98. such an intense whirlwind and yeah. you always feel like it's so much longer yeah. you do yeah I feel to me it feels like five or six years but actually in reality when I when I when we were starting to research this podcast that was the thing that hit me the most I was like because for me it felt like years and years mm. of my childhood and to think it's amazing that you know for a band that were literally together for that long but they have that much cultural impact we're still yeah. talking about them 20 years later it's I incredible mean, yeah but I, and that's one of the reasons for doing this podcast as well because i yeah. think people talk about those two years like that was it but actually they've been constantly yes. giving yeah. like providing entertainment for me but you know this they have been active for 20 years yeah. there is not i don't think i think when i looked at the notes i think from 1998 to 2006 there wasn't a year that went by without at least one Spice Girls song whether it was a solo or a, mm-hmm. a an and they're, they're all in the spotlight now you know there's no one that's really oh shy now away. is a good time for yeah. Them. yeah there was the wilderness years of yeah. course but I, I guess you know now they, they can go and take you know Mel C goes and takes the tube places you know yeah. they, they do go out and do normal things they're not as famous you as know. they once were yeah, but... I don't believe they're chasing around Victoria like, is yeah, 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 she's in a different. Well, they know how to get around that. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we'll go what into that. Goes? We'll go into that more in the Victoria episodes. But I feel like that is maybe why I feel like there is a bit of distance as time has gone on between Victoria too. and and them. So it was Jimmy Gossar that suggested that Mel B does her next single. Uh, correction, actually, it's not Mel B at this point. She becomes for one single Mel, Mel G. G. Wow, Mel G. She's the M to the E-L-G. <laughs> so she does cover of Cameo's Word Up. Dance, quick, mama, come on, baby, tell me 
for another movie soundtrack, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, is that what it was for? I don't remember it because Britney and Beyonce had tracks on that and yeah. it overshadowed. That was yes, when Britney yeah. did Boys and Beyonce oh, had... Uh, and yeah, you gotta work it out. Da, 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 da. Oh, wow. That's that a, was her yeah. debut single, actually. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. mind this word up cover. And, I mean, the music video is... Um, very bizarre very kind of early cgi creepy it was hugely expensive yeah. I, d- I didn't realize but when i was looking at the notes yeah it's it was really expensive to make the video yeah not worth it in my i looked at it back and like maybe i'm not into the cartoony type yes i know it's cgi sorry but yeah it didn't grab me that's a bizarre one underrated or underrated really as a song i yeah. I remember it. I remember at the time it being out and seeing it on um, like a music station, right? Yeah, VH1 yeah. or something at the time, yeah. the box or something, mm-hmm. and being like, not even knowing it was Scary Spice, yeah, because it, the video was the, the video with the, the CGI, so it wasn't really her in. They have like an animated version of her, but you're not sure, and right. it's called Mel G. Yeah, I did not know. No. I don't think she did live performances of it. Either. No, no. Was it? She like, would have been pregnant. So yeah, okay, it makes sense. I prefer the corn version, but that's that's for well, I mean, the rock podcast. If we're, <laughs> if we're talking versions, uh-huh. W-O-R-D, we're going up. Little Mix. <laughs> wow. The Little Mix version for Children Need. Mm. The trivia. Featuring none other than Melcy in the video. Oh, the wow. Passing over the torch. Yeah. And then really. she would go on to slate them later. But... So <laughs> back to Mel B. Yeah. <laughs> or G. <Jean. laughs> yeah. Ghost to number 13. Okay. Not great. It is the lowest charting spy single of the 90s. Not overall. Oh, well, we crown, know that. <laughs> that crown goes to Jerry every time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, lowest of the 90s. That's A big true. drop from being the first, number one. Yeah. yeah. To that 13. She must have felt that. Well, she wasn't kept down for long. She goes yeah. straight into presenting. Actually, I don't remember at the time either. This came through the notes. So she had a BBC Two magazine show focused on black music called Pure Naughty, which every mixtape album is now called Pure Naughty. (laughs) She presented the Mobos twice in 98 and 99. Yeah. And she did um, her first live performance at the Mobos as a solo artist. It's not the one that you showed me that was truly awful. Well, you don't see her until the chorus kicks. Like, Annette, what we were talking about, the backing dancers doing all of the work, like, literally, it's just them dancing, and it's very... In the shadows. Yeah. (laughs) And it's very hazy. And you, like, there's too much haze. And she starts singing, and you're like, where is she? The camera work is not great. I don't know whether they're having to do that, because they're coming... To make it exciting. (laughs) She's not in the room. She's not there yet. She's coming from the McDonald's down the road, but (laughs) (laughs) she is not... Good. Oh, wait, and she's wearing the cowboy hat, and I am not digging that. No. I love the cowboy hat look. I think it's, she... a, it's a mixed look, though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she... but they love the catsuit, right? Between yeah. the girls. Okay. Oh, yeah. the she looks amazing in the catsuit. They love a bit of pleather. Yeah, they do. Oh, I so mean, do you. I mean... Oh, I love a pleather. Sounds rude than it is. Yeah, and it, I mean, I think she is singing live. You know, she's live. That's why she's quite quiet Justice at the start. Justice Spice Girls, they sing live yeah, most they sing, times. Yeah, they sing live. Maybe not, not Jerry. S- well, actually, she, she does. Oh, badly. Bad. Oh, but we'll, get, we'll get on to that. But... <laughs> Go to the Jerry episode for that. Yeah. Um, I like the look, because in the video, she had the see-through jacket, like the little gilet. Yeah. It was like plasticky, like see-through. I thought that looked hot. I'd probably own that. 
I was, I was not into it, but, you know, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> so she presented the Mobos, and then she also presented a TV talent show on ITV primetime, Saturday night, called This Is My Moment. Uh-huh. Inspiring Martin McCutcheon. Yeah. So the premise, basically, people would ring up, and they'd sing down the phone. I and then viewers the would vote this. on yeah. who they wanted to keep. I did not remember this. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I have gone back, uh-huh. and on YouTube, I have found it. God bless the YouTuber that has cut all of Mel B's presenting clips and strung them together in one video. That is dedication. <laughs> so I could just watch that. Whoever you are out there, you know. I am we truly grateful. <laughs> Thank you, Mel B Brazil. It's always Mel B Brazil. So here's the clever bit. The prize given to the winner is determined by the amount of votes that they got. Right. So precisely one pound for every four votes they receive. Oh, wow. 25p a vote. Okay. Now, when you consider that Stars in Their Eyes finals were regularly getting over a million calls. Yeah. Like, th- this was the time... I remember phoning... I remember my babysitter looking after me for the Stars in Their Eyes final and oh. ringing up on my parents' house phone. Wow. To vote for Marty Pello. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Maybe. Maybe. My mum would have been steaming. She did not like a, a paid call. <laughs> nice, I learn it. And what's more, as an incentive to vote, one caller who backs a winner is randomly chosen... And they also get 10% of the amount of cash being given to the winner. It's quite clever. It's quite such clever. a complicated premise. But it is. It's interesting how it was a... It sounds like a combination of a game show and a talent yeah. thing. So, well, this is before pop stars. This right, is before right. pop idol. This okay. is before the revival of the TV talent show, before X Factor. Right, um, yeah. So you've had like... It's not... It's, uh, you've had like things like It's a Knockout and the... Um, what's the one that all the comedians were on? Oh, God. Um... Star Search was American, wasn't it? But there was... Yeah, yeah. It was a British version. Right. That everyone did. And this is like in the world. The 90s didn't have big TV talent shows for Mm -hmm. the locals. Um, And this was it. So the winner, the first show, the winner, was a man singing the theme tune to the Euro 2000 Championships. Wow. And he won just under £40,000. Not bad. Which isn't bad for singing down the phone. No. YouTube, you give me so much. (laughs) It only lasted a series. She had one series out of it. Can't see, I'm um, surprised. Did you run out of money? She, that's why I did watch the YouTube clips of her presenting. What I will say, she looks fantastic. God, does she love a sequin. Yeah. I know I'm sequin spice, but <laughs> she literally every episode, she's wearing a different sequin suit with just like a, a boob tube top and trousers. Bless and her. basically inventing Dua Lipa. <laughs> that look is everywhere now the yes, boot tube top is. jacket it and trousers yeah. and when you look back Mel B was rocking that from time yeah yeah, yeah for sure fashion forward oh, yeah she always has been um 19 years ahead of her time mate yeah so this is the thing that gets me with their presenting so a lot of the Spice Girls have done presenting yeah including Mel B they so, when they're together in interviews they're so natural. They're so bouncy. Yeah. Jerry and Melby in particular bounce off of each other. They're so... Yes. Yeah. When they're on their own presenting, it just feels a bit stiff. Flat. Yeah. But it's like, not as good bitch. as them when they're being interviewed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether it's because they're nervous or there's so much pressure or... Well, they've, you know, they've often said that themselves, it's their chemistry. It's... That's what makes the Spice Girls so special is that yeah. they've got this unique kind of complex personalities combined and yeah, together they their to magic. bounce off each other definitely. yeah i mean much has been made of the fact that melby and jerry when they were they were 
I think it's been described as I think it was maybe Mel C I saw in an interview where she was saying they were so close and they were probably the closest out yeah. of anyone in the band um, in duos but um, when once they were not but you know um, with with that love those, yeah. also came like they would butt heads a lot yeah and I think that then kind of I think it was Emma actually who was like it dictated the mood of the band if they had fallen out that would you know yeah. be affected you can see that you can yeah. see that yeah, yeah. definitely so we move into the point where the timeline gets tricky again. Same as with Mel C. Um, they basically do dick moves. So Mel C and Mel B both, as we said in that episode, they both release a single a month before the final Spice Girl album. Just find that really bizarre. It's, it's quite strange. Marketing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's what makes me feel like Mel B was trying to just get ahead of the game. You know, like. They probably all talked about having solo stuff, and I feel like... It was always in the plan, wasn't it? They talk about this five-year yeah. plan. But why not just wait? I just don't really understand that. Unless it was pressure from the record companies, while they're still a hot ticket. Well, it shouldn't, maybe. It shouldn't be at that point, because they're on... The, so they're, the Spice Girls and the solo stuff is the same record deal. They yeah. should, they're all with Virgin. The, mm. Well, the ones releasing, so Mel C. The two Mel's are releasing yeah. before the Spice album, and I pretty sure all three so the Spice Girls and the two males are all with Virgin so you'd think they'd have the same team going but maybe they were just thinking like we have to I imagine a lot of it was we have to get all of this out and cash in while they strike while the iron's hot yeah Yeah. and you know they they probably had a point because since then the careers you know musically haven't been bar male C I would say you know music spice but yeah. they, they, well, but then one could argue as well that by throwing it all out, you you overexposed the market and it just burst. Like it was, totally. they were too overexposed. Yes, yeah, I think that's a good point for sure. But the new single is called "Tell Me." It comes out in September two thousand. Victoria would say it's the easiest bits that are the hardest. <laughs> I love this. So it is. She's split up with Jimmy Golso by this time. Right. She still hasn't released an album. It's all about Jimmy. Yeah. Which <laughs> just called the album Jimmy. <laughs> um, so she's done her sexy, sexy song, and now this is her feisty. Yeah. You are a douche. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. calls him. I think it's a bop. Underrated or underappreciated? Yeah. It's got a good hook, doesn't it? Which she is not, we'll get onto later. She's not the best for a hook. So right. the fact that it. Does it have a good hook? The beat is good. 
lyrically. Yeah. Or, or, okay, I'm not, by hook I mean like musically it has that little bit at the start yeah. that's a bit different. Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, okay, the things that are really great is that she's a very comfortable, easy performer. True. She, she's a good mover. She just looks like she's enjoying herself. Yeah, yeah. she definitely has fun on stage. She's a fantastic dancer. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. It was recorded within three months of the breakup. So within three months of breaking up with Jim. But we assume like there was issues before, whatever. So within three months she goes, and she goes in on him, lyrically. Now I see you didn't have no self-esteem and all you loved was Mel B's money. (gasps) Burn. Well, it is the first relationship we see with her where there are problems. There are problems in this relationship. So there was a court case where he'd threatened her and her sister, Danielle. I think this... So there's, we'll get onto it in her second episode, but there are big fractures with her family. Oh, yeah. And they start here. Right. They start here. Yeah. So there's the problems between him and her sister. Right. And I don't know how much of that at times she was supportive of. Right. I mean, we have to be really sensitive around this because... Yeah. I, I don't think there's any getting away from the fact I believe this was a domestic violence relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we don't know enough about yeah. it other than what she's told us mm-hmm. since. He did do a documentary, actually, Jimmy Gulser. Did he actually? He did, yeah. The audacity. The well, audacity. it's all alleged, though. So it's The all... money would have been so good. I mean, if Kevin Federline could release an album. Yeah. yeah. So, but obviously we'll cover that more in the, the second Mel B episode. I mean, of course, all of this is alleged. Yes. Um, yeah. But there's court documents. And so that's... You know where he threatened her, and that was a yeah. That was a positive disposal on that. So yeah, yeah. oh, it's a. I think she's it's been, messy. She's been through a lot. <gasps> yeah, since then, yeah. before yeah. and after. We'll, we'll obviously get into that, mm. but um, you know, I, I I have a lot of sympathy for her. Yeah, on a positive, the album comes out and it is hot. Yeah. Literally, that is its name. <laughs> hot. Yeah. Released before the final Spice effort in the October. Crazy timing. Yeah. I don't know what record label thought that was. Well, I do, Virgin. But (laughs) I mean, was it also that they were like thinking they were building or helping in a way to like build it up? I don't know what they were thinking. I remember being confused at the time. Like when I remember thinking the solo stuff coming out and the Spice Girls, when they came back, I didn't feel like they'd been gone. Yeah. And I know that was kind of their thing, they were omnipresent anyway. Yeah. You know, like, now there's this, like, Taylor Swift's very good at it, she goes silent, Beyonce's incredible at it. You yeah. don't yeah. hear from Beyonce yes. till an album's dropping, yeah. and then you hear everything. Yeah. The the control of the media was not good at this time, Yeah, I don't think. No. No. Um, it, but, I, you know, I also feel the Space Girls, they were at their best when they were working. Not working every single day, but that's all they knew for so long oh, yeah. that I think... For them, for Mel B especially, it was so career-driven that this wouldn't actually have affected her so much. Yeah. Especially if there was things going on in her personal life. This might have been a bit of escapism yeah, for definitely. her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And me, so I wonder, so there's some decent producers on this album. So she's got Cisco, Teddy Riley, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who, wow. who did all of the Janet Jackson early stuff and Prince. She's, you know, she's worked with Dark Child on this. A lot of the same producers as the Forever album. Right. As we talked about in the in the, the episode about mm. the way that they were recording separately. I wonder how much of that was done in the same studio times. Very or possibly. around the same... Yeah. One day they're recording the Spice Girls, one day she's in there doing solo stuff. I mean, that makes complete sense. Because she's, she's continued down this veritable sort of R&B route. Yeah. Of the Spice Girls, 
she had the least impact on the writing on this album. Right. So she has handed over the reins a bit more. I mean, there's a lot of co-writes. Yeah. That's quite more. surprising, though, I would feel. I, I think she's definitely a woman that likes to be in control of situations. You know, like, you know, very yeah. forward-leading. And... Mm. I think it's a smarter move, actually. So we said earlier, what I Want You Back is her best single. Mm. She had nothing to yeah, She yeah. went into recording. But then you wonder, as the years went on, if she was, if she was actually right there and stuff, whether it could have gone the other way and been very successful well we will cover that in a minute with the second album really? but I think the Spice Girls all as solo artists could have afforded to take in more songs that weren't their rights it, that, like, we, that would have been okay I think it would have been better yeah, yeah. can you imagine that's... if Mel B had come out with Toxic oh wow yeah but I guess that's not what they were used to I mean they, they co-wrote yeah. from the start so oh, I guess yeah. it'd, be un- it'd be unnatural for them to then yeah. hand over to someone else I think. Yeah. yeah yeah but the album that we have did you listen to Hot? Yeah, yeah. I gave it a go. It is inconsistent. It's different. I would say. Some of it is, the artwork is flawless. The campaign yeah. around this, I think, was really good. Yeah. The, she looks great. Yes. And it's yeah. a, a style. Some of the tracks are so good. She just feels like there's a lot of filler. I think that's the thing with most Spice Girls albums, but there is a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also... Did you notice this on some of the album tracks? It sounds like Emma is doing backing vocals. But like, she's not listed. No. It's good, but it definitely sounds like Emma's doing... Let me play you. Let me play you. I think that I, tell me that doesn't sound like Emma. It it does. Also, but in certain moments I feel like it's almost like Victoria. Bessie vocalist of the twenty first century, Victoria Beck. <laughs> That is, that is a, an interesting opinion that you have. Still interesting? She was so Five good they had to turn her mic off at certain point. Because <laughs> she was outshining them all. Exactly. That's how I truly believe it. Um, I mean, I couldn't agree with you any more if I tried. There's a few times in the album where the backing vocals on the chorus sound very Emma. I'm not saying they are, but they sound... I, it was the I distinctly do. noticed yes. it. I was like, yes. hey baby birds. So is that person named us? No, I checked the liner notes and she's not, yeah. So, I mean, but maybe it was that they, they heard it was that, that their voice... No, but they heard her voice, like, their voices went together quite well on Spice yeah. Girls stuff. And so they got someone who sounded similar. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I was wrong in the Spice Girls stuff and it was Mel B singing all of the harmonies. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. But it's good. Album didn't perform as well. Number 28. Mm, that's not great. Sold just over 7,000 copies in its first week, which is not a strong opening in this no, country. I would expect either. that to be in the strong top 10, yeah. I think people were distracted by the Spice album. Yeah, of course. They also didn't buy so their much. Joke, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sort of split. These are young kids that were buying up. I mean, I think we were like, I think I was maybe like 13, 14 yeah. at the time. Yeah. I didn't have disposable cash like that for my paper round to run out and buy 
Well, exactly. And it was a completely different genre as well of music. Yeah. So, I mean, you either like it or you don't. Oh, I, I liked I was in. Yeah, yeah. you were going to be, though, because it's But, yeah, like girl. you say, I think that's... That's like, true. I think that's an important mistake that they made because it was pre-streaming yeah. days. Yeah, the, like, that's true. Yeah, so... Nowadays, like, not so much a problem. Yeah, but it was... It, you know, it was an issue then because people just couldn't afford to keep banging all of these, you know, releases coming out. I wonder, controversial opinion, whether we can blame one man for the lesser success of this album. Okay. I propose this is the fault of Max Beasley. Okay. Ooh. He's credited as a producer on the album. Yes. So uh, Max Beasley is a, a British actor. Right. Apparently dabbled in music a bit. So he was dating Mel B at the time. They dated for two years. I don't know how that works out because of Jimmy Rossa, but... Yeah, I'm like, dating for two... Like, that's not dating. That's like a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. He is a literal musical kiss of death. So he was in Mariah's Glitter. Oh, that wonderful film. The Much Minds, Mariah Carey Glitter. Yeah. So the film... Yes. that she released around the 2000, 2001 mm-hmm. and she had she had a, a relatively public breakdown around that time she was very overworked it was her only record with Virgin yeah it recently went to number one on iTunes <laughs> thanks Justice for Glitter yeah but he so he appeared on I don't know whether he was involved in the album but right he appeared on the film so he wrote a song on Hot called Step Inside it's actually a bop it's not a filler it's a good one but I propose it's all Max Beasley's fault he what? alone. Okay. Is the he's a kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> he's a musical kiss of death. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Mel B had nothing to do with the demise of the <laughs> Demise is strong. We're positive this is justice. It's a good record. Get your Spotify out. Yeah. Now listen. What yeah. number did you say it went to? Yeah? Twenty-eight. <laughs> so we would get two more singles from Harp. Uh, Feels so good. Mm-hmm. Another Bob. two parts because of the forever right yeah um, yeah that makes sense feels so good as a sexy sexy song went top five okay gay twitter fan favorite yeah plays around with the long hair again she does look amazing during the campaign my so i rewatched the video the premise as far as i this is what i read the video as being yeah it's people shagging and getting caught so right. it's, it's couples doing the nutty dance and then flashlights stopping them. Right. I'm not sure what the message is. <laughs> I guess it's like, sex is dirty kids, and if someone sees you, stop. Yes. 
safe sex. Yeah. yeah. There's also or maybe not not do it where publicly or I don't know. It's also a bit weird. Like there's lots of shots of like weird kitchen appliances, like okay. giant scissors and small metal dolls. Very weird. Like it, yeah. it looks good. Like I wouldn't. Have, I didn't question it at the time, but just watching back, that people make those choices. Oh, like yeah. when they shoot yeah. a pair of scissors in the kitchen, like they chose to shoot that. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 <laughs> And then we get the final song from this album, which is a complete departure, actually. And I quite liked it. Sits better with her second album, mm, Lullaby. Yeah. Sometimes I think about what life was like before. Was it full of old remedies that kept me reaching for the door? Side to her. Yeah. She does have a soulful voice, I think. It's better on this, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the video of her just wandering aimlessly around in Morocco, like <laughs> interacting with the locals who seem super grateful to see her, even though she's like <laughs> in a low cut vest and I'm like every all the women are like hijabed, you know, like I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Watching back through the videos, I don't think I realised until now how much of my style choices are influenced by Melanie B. <laughs> I don't think she ever wears a top that has arms or a belly on it. Yeah. And that's literally my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm always know, cutting the bottom when of When you've top. got a figure like hers, I yeah. mean, why not? And yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so Lullaby is, is co-written by old Spice collaborator Richard Stannard, actually. Oh, okay. So okay. it does feel a bit more spicy. Yeah, yeah it does, actually. Exactly. Yeah. And dedicated to her daughter. It's quite lovely, but she did earn herself the British press moniker of... Desperate Spice. Oh. Due to featuring the, her daughter in the video that was shot in Morocco and dedicating it to her. She does daughter. like to put family members in videos. But then, Who like, doesn't? Like, why is that desperate? Like, it, to me, it feels like a sequel to Mama. You know yeah, I, mean? I agree. Uh, I think it's the British press. And I think not enough can be said about the British press after Jerry left and yeah. even just before. And they, they do it in the, in the film, you know, they talk about how the yeah, tables are turning of the press. Yeah. They wanted headlines and they wanted them to be bad. And yeah. it was hard to find yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think with the British press, if you seem to be too soppy or show an emotion, that's, you know... That's a weakness they can exploit. Exactly. Well, they did, like, Two Become One is a soppy ballad. And it was huge. It was huge. Um, too much soppy ballad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have Good family point. members... They weren't showing a personal side to that. True. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, you know what, like, I'm not, I'm only <laughs> going to say this briefly, but, like, I think it's a lot to do with the British press being made up by middle-aged white men who love to tear women down, successful, bullshit women down. They like to see them fail. And yeah. There is something to also be said that Mel B could be getting harder treatment because she is a woman of colour. There is, there could be an argument for that. I mean, if you want to compare it to Robbie Williams, like some of his songs didn't go that high. I don't ever remember it during his, 
you know, three or four album peaks, anyone going, oh, if this is desperate, him being naked in a bath for the feel video, no one was yeah. going, oh, yeah. desperate, no. take that. Yeah. It was yeah. all just seen as... Yeah. And there's, right and there's that Maybe whole thing that. of, you know, we should man up and we should, you know, not show emotions. And yeah. I feel like, you know, like Lauren said with the press, you know, your majority at the time, you know, were middle class white men. So yeah. that whole showing emotions, that's kind of seen as weak. And yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that we're kind of turning the tide on that now. I think so. I hope but so. But it is an uphill battle for sure. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it would have been weird if she didn't have her daughter in the video, right? It was a here's... random kid. That'd be a bit strange. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, here's my song Lullaby about my daughter featuring yeah. Brooklyn Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been strange. Uh, like, no, but I think mean, it's really cute. Like, it's yeah. cute. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, like, peaked at number 13. Can we have a moment to compare? I know I don't, I don't like to compare women, but... Melby and Victoria Beckham. So, Victoria gets a lot of slack as a solo artist for being a complete failure. Number 13 for Lullaby. Yeah. VB never had a song miss the top 10. Mm, I'm just, just saying. saying. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. There were plans to release a fifth single from Hot. The Hotter. Wow. The aforementioned Emma Bunkham vocals. Ah. <laughs> uh, but the, the record sales were too low, so they dropped her instead. Virgin dropped her, yeah. Ouch. So what do you do when you get dropped? It's a good question. Films and autobiographies is the answer. <laughs> so here's a good trivia question. Okay. Turn it at home. How many Spice Girls autobiographies have there been so oh. far? So I know that Jerry's done two. I think Victoria, oh, she's either done one or two. Uh, Mel C's never done one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mel B has done, now has two. And Emma Bunton's never done one. So does that mean we think five or six? There are six. Okay. But one of them is a Spice Girls official, like the official okay. during the band yeah. photo type book. Like one of those was Karen right with the breakdown? Right, there? with all of the breakdowns apart from Victoria's only done one. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Learning to fly, isn't it? Yes, learning to fly from her. I've read them. Have you? Yeah. More than Victoria has. <laughs> <laughs> all in that episode. So through the book signings and press, she did manage to get to number seven in the Sunday Times bestseller. Which is pretty Not respectable. Bad. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Do you know which is the best-selling Spice Girls autobiography? Oh, um, is it? It's going to be Jerry or Victoria. Victoria. I think it's Victoria. I think it might be Jerry. It is Jerry in Woo-hoo. terms of book units. Yeah, she okay. sold a million. Wow, which is wow. good. Yeah, Victoria sold half of that, which is still respectable. Yeah, well, I think she made more money. Right, but okay. we'll, we'll talk about right, it. Right, right, right. Because Victoria is good with the, She's the business deals. Yeah. Did you read the Mel B autobiography? No, Karen have, is the bookworm. I haven't read it, but the new one, which obviously we'll talk about in the next episode, I have. Brutal. Yeah, I have actually ordered that from the library because <laughs> I am very cool. And because yeah. it's 1996, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Karen is still ordering books in the library. You've got to support your local. Libraries, guys. I feel yeah. very strongly about yeah. that. Yeah, support the libraries, guys. That's what we want you to take away from this podcast. So Lauren, when did you last take a book out? <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> I live in Birmingham. We do not have a big lending library. Sorry. I love you, Birmingham Library. But So I learned everything about this autobiography from YouTube interviews. <laughs> so one thing I did want to talk about that she mentions um, in a couple of the interviews, and we've touched on it, mm-hmm. is her presence as... 
a woman of color on television. So she says it was a deciding factor in some of her choices. So some of the earlier presenting work that she did, she deliberately took it because she saw it as visibility for ethnicity on primetime television. So, and I don't know how true this is, it's what she said, that when she took that, this is my moment, we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm, the ITV primetime talent show, Mm -hmm. she was the first female woman of colour presenter on primetime Saturday night. Which is shocking. Yeah. I, I don't know factually. Yeah, no. no. 99 yeah. or 98, did I say? Right, yeah. yeah. That's well, 20 years ago. This is... But not, I can't believe yeah. it because I can't... Just in the top of my mind, I can't think of think anyone of it, before. Yeah, no, of course. On the um, lottery or anything. This is definitely something to be discussed. It, you know, that is different from all the other girls because that does affect how the public view you subconsciously or not you know oh yeah i mean we have to talk about she was called scary spice she was called scary spice yeah and she was putting animal prints and yeah you wonder if that's you know culturally appropriate yeah Yeah. i mean i think it's she, she does say herself that she liked it and for her it was a uh a persona you know, like she said, it was some. Yeah. It meant that sometimes she could decide to be scary, and you know, like she could be if she wanted to be, she could have that kind of yeah. bullshit, or she could surprise people by being nice. You know, so it, it gave her the kind of. She felt like it was a distancing thing. I think she said in one of the documentaries, um, and that is really interesting. Actually, like sometimes it worked for her, sometimes it, it didn't. Yeah, I but, mean, definitely yeah. for me growing up, she was probably the most notable woman of colour I knew yeah in entertainment trying mm-hmm. to think of others yeah it, you know and I think that makes it really difficult to try and understand because you know we the three of us are white and yeah, yeah. I guess it's something we've never thought about for right. ourselves no but then when you do start to think about oh is there you know women of colour in television singers etc we'll never know how, we'll never know because we don't experience it and we don't know it's a privilege we have yeah, yeah. what it's like because when we say, oh, you know, she liked her name or whatever, mm. I'm sure I saw something where she was like, at first she didn't. Right, And yeah. then she, and then she, she embraced it. it. Right. And there's a part of you that goes, how much is what uh, black women have to accept? Yeah. Like, yes. this, is, this is the best you can get, you have to accept it. There, there might be an element of that. I mean, I think maybe this is a good way to segue into talking about her appearances in both Selector, right? Oh yeah, please do. So, oh, so I th- to for those who don't know, Bo Selector was a British sketch show by Keith Lemon at the time. He was Avid Marion. Yeah, Louis Francis something. Francis O'Neill. Like yeah, is that his real name? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, it's all on YouTube. Yeah. It's all on YouTube. And but she please was... don't make yourself watch it. <laughs> oh, don't give it the light. It's painful. Yeah, she's depicted as a lesbian that talks with her vagina mostly, trying to seduce Patsy Kensett. She's crass. Yes. It's very vulgar humour. I mean, that's yeah. the whole show. True. It's very True. vulgar. Yeah. Though, I mean, now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, uh, quite a few of the celebrities that he decided to impersonate were people of colour. And he's Craig a David, white man. The yeah. most notable. Yeah, yeah the, Craig David was the most notable. He did wear a brown mask with Craig David. He didn't, yeah. we watched one earlier, he didn't. Black up black. from LB. I mean, praise oh, be. Praise be. Well done him for not blacking off. It was <laughs> offensive enough. Like, 
but also the fact that it is, you know, so much yeah. about talking about her, you know. I don't know how he got away with as much as he did, really. Yes. When you I, watch it now, yeah. you're like, Jesus Christ. Because it definitely did have a big impact on Craig David's career, that show. Yes. He painted him as like a hawk carrying Craig David. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that cares thing, wherever that came from, I don't know. It's bizarre. So humor. funny bizarre. at the time. Michelle McManus as well, I remember. Yes. He did some Michelle McManus ones. Yeah. And just, she was huge and, oh, oh heck. Yeah, yeah. It was, it did have a bit, I don't know how they quite get away with depicting people like that. Yeah. I don't so know what laws are like. What we yeah. were discussing um, earlier about her going along with it was, I suppose, she was always seen as somebody who could take a laugh yeah. and she was a little vulgar herself, you know, a little, you know. Yeah. Um, so... And of course, so she does interact. She she does a, a show, doesn't she, with him going around her house? And she she also appears in. He did a Christmas music video called Proper Crimbo. Right, she and appears she appears in, in it. Yeah. I don't know if she lent vocals to it, but she appeared in the video. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you do kind of wonder: Is she just gone along with it for a laugh, to, or, or to to be like I, I can take it? I, I think that's an important point to make because yeah. if she doesn't go along with it, then you're laughing at her. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if she joins in, then she's kind of with it, and it's a bit yeah. about taking control. A little bit, yeah. But the thing is, she shouldn't have been put in that position. position yeah. It is. Un- I find it very uncomfortable viewing now. It, I just don't think it would fly nowadays. No. No. He still makes um, his celebrity show. Yeah. Which she has appeared on. Yeah. So she's obviously comfortable enough, otherwise she wouldn't appear. On you know, that. it's consenting. For instance, I think if you compare it to the Howard Stern interview with Baby. You know, Emma is not consenting in that at all. I mean, I hate all of the Keith Lemon stuff, but I will say that Mel B doesn't look overly uncomfortable. No. She she's she's going along with it. Yeah. So it's, she's very good at never looking uncomfortable. Though. Yeah, she is good at that. Though, I mean, and that is possibly something to be concerned about, is that she seems to be somebody who's very good at covering... And we know very well Yeah, she doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Anyway, important things to talk about, I think, in regards to her. Both Lecture's not her only foray into acting. She does do a bit of acting post this hot album, and post autobiography as well. So she does a BBC drama... This had completely passed me by at the time. So it's a series called Burnt It. Burn It. Right. Uh, I had no recollection, but God bless YouTube. Thank yeah. you, Melby Brazil. Um, so, <laughs> Wikipedia describes it. Three self-proclaimed Generation Xers going through life without any real responsibilities or them. However, whilst this was understandable in the Manchester era of the late 1980s, is it acceptable now as they approach... Dun-dun-dun. 30. <laughs> Which, reading back, I was like, what? <laughs> I also love Generation X, so I hope that the theme tune for this was Generation Next <laughs> over here. Best Space Girls Yeah, loving it. Well, it, it's very. It, the, the show, I did watch the clips on YouTube. It's set in Salford, so it's Mel B playing. She plays a sarcastic single mum, which is exactly what she was at the time. Yes. Not a huge stretch. Yeah. Oh, she's some recognisable names in it as well. Lisa Faulkner's in it, Chelsea Healy. Okay. It's Holly X now. She's, you know what? It's she's all right. Yeah, yeah. she's good far. Just trying out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she definitely is. I'll give it a go, Spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and it's it's looked like it was a respectable drama. I didn't watch it at the time. Yeah, Lisa Volkner was is definitely decent and she holds up in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first episode, she has a leopard print dressing gown on and she's sleeping in leopard print sheets and she sleeps with a guy. It's 
So, yeah. So, you know, they've obviously given a nod to yeah. Yeah. Scary Spice. There's a fun toilet scene where, like, one of the lead characters is having a wee and she just walks in and starts talking to him, looking at his knob. Nice. <laughs> That's it. Episode 10, if you're after it. Yeah. Uh, YouTube that. <laughs> she also, so she made two more films that year as well. Yeah. If at home, so she made a horror film called LD Lethal Dosage. Wow. I have tried. I cannot find it. If you are listening and you have access we to really the death to scene, I want to see Melby's death scene. Yeah. Because they're always my favourite. Like when <laughs> Paris Hilton does a death scene, because they're really hard to do. Yes. Kelly Rowland in that um, Freddy vs. Jason. They're oh, just... Yeah. Pop stars always do a horror and they're... So if you have that... Yes. At me, at Pod of the Pops, or at my personal, at Aaron Twitchin. I need to see it. <laughs> Even if it's just a gift. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't find it online. Talking of Mel- Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Melly Rowland. Melly <laughs> Sorry. Rowland. <laughs> Melanie Rowland. She did do a movie with Mel B. I did not know any of this. This is no. amazing. Oh, my God. So I, it was on there. It's called The Seat Filler. Okay. Kelly Rowland is the lead. Mel B. Mel B. Blee. Mel B. Yeah. Mel B plays her assistant. So... The premise of the film is Kelly Rowland is a, a big pop star. She's the Beyonce of her time. Right. And, and she's... <laughs> Justice for Kelly Rowland, don't make me. Uh, I will... I stand her. Yeah. So she's a big pop star and she's at an award ceremony and she falls in love with a guy who she thinks is also famous, but he is not. He's just a seat filler. But he doesn't oh. tell her. It's a bit like Made in Manhattan. Yes, it's exactly like Made in Manhattan. Just flip reversed. Oh. And Mel B plays Kelly's assistant, which right. says everything about how, the time. How, how, how big a, a role is it? She's in scenes. Okay. She's in the trailer. You can watch the trailer. The full movie is on YouTube. Wow. Thank you, Mel B Brazil. <laughs> I big love that account. Thank you. You made this podcast so much easier. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it was on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix, not knowing Melby would be in it. I was a hungover day oh, eating wow. pizza. I was like, I'm gonna that watch this. Treat. I love know what your reaction. I love a like. black rom com when I'm hungover. Yeah, I could like think like a man or whatever. Like I get in. Yeah, I yeah. put it on, and then Melby walks in. I spat pizza out and screamed. <laughs> I was so excited. It was produced by Will Smith. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> it's good. Well, you know. I mean, he's huge. It did okay. I researched it afterwards. It made 27 million at the box office. On a in, budget, Amer- in America. In America. America yeah, yeah, yeah. 27 million dollars on a budget of 8 million. Okay. So it made a big, tasty return. Yeah. Number 18 on the American box office. I mean, it's not, it's not Wonder bad. Woman, but it's all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised the Kelly Rowland led movie was released at the box office at that time. Yeah. So it was on YouTube when I last looked. So thank you. Kelly Rowland, superfan Brazil. <laughs> uh, and then she ends a year with more acting. So she plays Mimi Marquez in Rent. Ah. In the Netherlands. I've never heard of their West End. I assume it's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, I think they like a musical. Uh, I mean, what was interesting is that obviously there must have been an English speaking version. Well, the Spice Girls do love a Spanish. Oh, yeah, it's true. Viva forever. Yeah. So maybe she did do... Although I don't think they speak Spanish in the Netherlands. No, I think it's Dutch, darling. Killing yeah. it with the geography there. Yeah. I don't know. Also, embarrassingly, I should not say this as a proud gay man, I have never seen Rent. 
Wow. Wow. God, you're going to get the ads. I assume it's very important. Um, yeah, in terms of musical theatre, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a terrible actor. It, oh, wait, the, well, I'm a good actor. Sorry, casting agents out there. The, I'm just terrible. Terrible at knowing. Research. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so I mean, Rent has amazing songs in it. Like, um, really good, soulful, like, I can imagine she would have done a good job. I mean, I don't want to see it unless she's in it now. Okay. I mean, well, I will accept there's... a Victoria Beckham version of Rent. <laughs> Let's um, try and get her to do it, just a one-off. Yeah, just yeah. Just get this, the set back. <laughs> If anyone wants to start a hashtag, by all means. Yes, for for it. So after that, she finishes her stint in Rent, which obviously I missed. 2005, Mel is missing the music. So she creates her own label. She, I love this quote. She wanted to release an album that was uncommercial and unpretentious. Wow. She did that. Uncommercial, it certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> but I love what she did here. Like, she really... This is... Fair play tomorrow. 2005 is pure Spice Girls wilderness years. Yeah. Like, no one had time or respect for a Spice Girl at no. this time. Yeah. She recorded it in her kitchen with just a few friends. So the album is called LA State of Mind. It's yeah. on Spotify. You can get it. The credits, according to Wikipedia, I mean, I didn't buy it. No one bought it. She sold 653 copies in the first weeks. Ooh. Ouch. Literally hundreds of copies. Ooh. <laughs> hundreds of balloons. <laughs> She, yeah, but she, you know, she recorded it in her kitchen. She credits just her and one other writer. Yeah. So it was a real it was a labor, passion project. Labor, yeah, it was a labour of love. It's yeah. kind of going back to, you know, the raw music, isn't it? What she wants to do. Well, she does as well. It's out with the sleek R&B and in with the guitar. So it's kind of acoustic-y, guitar-written. Mm. It sort of sounds like... Someone gave her a Cheryl Crow CD. Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah. my God, people should listen to this. Mm. And she was like, they do. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she has a go. So I really respect the fact that she is trying something different, which yeah. must have been hard yeah, at that time. Yes. I mean, there's a little flamenco number on there. We've yeah. said she loves the Spanish. Yeah. She's got vocals from her kids on there. Oh, they wow. do show. I mean, what female pop star doesn't... I mean, we know what we were saying about backup dancers. Yeah. I'd like to know the statistics, but I reckon there are more female pop stars that featured their kids on songs. Yeah. I mean, Whitney did it with the My Love Is Your Love. That's right, yeah. Fergie Ferg's got her son on her album. Mariah Carey's... Like, everyone does it. Yeah. I'm bored. We're just waiting on Britney. She's done it? Surely. She's done... She's written so many songs about her kids. Tiny hands. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. This is my main gripe with Spice Girls solo albums. They're just so earnest. Yeah. So this album, yeah. I would say, is trying a bit... So the thing that was great about the Spice Girls is they were fun. Irreverent. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was so much froth and it was great. Like, there yes. was messages, yes, but... They were also... It was... They weren't taking themselves seriously. Yeah. Whereas, as solo artists, they start to. And yeah. I blame... Not Max Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Robbie Williams. Oh, okay. Well, he had so much success. Off the back of Take That. Yeah. Um, as a solo artist. And his work was quite earnest. You know, we yeah, mentioned was, earlier, yeah. Feel, yeah. That No Regrets. Like, his songs are quite... Yeah. Angels, like, yeah. all Yeah, super earnest. Definitely. And yeah. I think there's a lot of that that the, some of the Spice Girls tried to take as solo artists. Yeah. Because Robbie still had the fun, you know, like, Let Me Entertain You is hugely yeah. fun. Yeah. Rock he DJ. didn't really hit it yeah. until Angels, you know... Uh, he, he it was, was a successful, slow start, but I, I wonder with the Space Girls whether they thought, oh, I just need that one song 
you know, and do my solo career, and then once I get that big hit, then after that, you know, I'll be a commercial success. That's the point, and it was a Maybe. ballad. Yeah. Um, this album was not that, unfortunately. It really didn't sell well. It reached number 453 on the official album chart, Ooh, which I didn't even is... know the official album chart went that high. No, I know. It's quite bad. Yeah, 653 <laughs> copies mm. in the first week. If you are one of those 653... Yeah, let, let us know. Part of the pops. Yeah. Tell me if you didn't like, if you liked it. You wonder what the promotion was like for this album. She was doing it herself. It was very limited, yeah. And that's hard. Like you've got to think. It's a bit of a Nadine Coyle situation, isn't it? Where you yeah. set up your own record label. Fantastic singer, by the way. Love Nadine Coyle. Album is a bop. Better than Cheryl. <laughs> Controversial opinions. Oh. That's what you. Did I ever tell you the? Did I ever tell you how I was nearly a backing dancer for Nadine Coyle? No. No. Last year. Oh, story. Story time. Once upon a time, there was a girl called Erin. And he, I went to this festival with, uh, name drop, uh, my friend is um, a famous comedian, Louisa. Um, and she was performing at this festival. So we had like backstage passes. Yeah. So we were backstage and I met Nadine Coyle because mm. she was performing. So I said, I'm performing, oh, I'm here with Louisa. I'm supporting Louisa. But she thought I meant Louisa from The X Factor, oh, The X Factor no. singer. So she thought I was supporting as a backup dancer. And she was like, well, <laughs> we were chatting. She was so lovely. Yeah. Oh, I have so much time for Nadine Coyle. Mm. She said I had fantastic legs. I have a picture of us posing yeah, with legs. It's not a lie. I will share it on Twitter. If you don't have a photo, it didn't happen. And <laughs> um, yeah, and she was on about auditioning backup dancers. And I may have misled her. Oh. Sorry, well, Nadine. Oh. <laughs> but oh, she is man. the humblest. Yeah. All the time for it. Mel B's... A fun tangent, anyway. Fun tangent. In his review, John O'Brien of All Music described the album as sounding like someone with a sore throat reciting a poem. Oh, that is harsh. harsh. <laughs> yeah. She released just one single called Today. Something beautiful today is gonna happen. I can't Yeah, this feeling, I'm feeling, it's incredible to me and so strong. Don't ask me how I know, I can't explain it. It's so wonderful that I don't want to change it. Yeah, it's so strange, it's so strange. Faith is knocking at my door once more. Today's the day that something great I know is gonna happen Today, today, no, I can't wait I know it's got my name on today Which reached number 41 Better than the album did, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Selling just over a thousand copies. Right. Yeah, this, it's fine. Look, it's fine. The thing is with the album, and I've said this, I've hinted at this earlier, I don't think Mel B knows how to write a chorus. Right. I don't, I would say she probably was not responsible for any of the hooks or choruses yeah. in the Spice Girls career. Yeah. Maybe that was Jerry, maybe that was the songwriters. She doesn't come up with a punchy chorus. It's, no. The album was like listening to 45 minutes of verses. Right. Some really beautiful verses. Like yeah. some of the stuff starts off really nice. Like yeah. there's some really good stuff in there. Yeah. It just, 
it needed a songwriter in there. It mm-hmm. needed someone to come in and punch it up. Mm-hmm. I, I think with these, you know, the independent albums, you know, do you, do you think these artists, these big performing artists, do you think they have big expectations or do you think they are quite realistic that actually I'm doing an album that I want to do and I'm writing it myself, but I'm not expecting it to chart high? Well, she said, I'm pretentious, I'm commercial. That's what yeah. she wanted. So, so maybe for her it's more about it. personal because yeah. she's got the money, she's got the career. Yeah. True, so, true. You know, she had something she wanted to do. And she did it. And whether it's success or not, if she felt accomplished, then that's... And hopefully they had a lot of fun recording. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all that matters, really. Yeah, I have respect for that, for sure. I think, amazing that she decided to go a bit left-field and yeah. Yeah, this sort of acoustic album yeah. by herself in her kitchen. Yeah, I think amazing. she. I think what we're seeing emerge is a picture of a risk-taker. Yeah. She takes I would agree. Yeah. With passion. Yeah. And, you know, good for her. Well, she makes a few other appearances, because we're getting towards 2007, the reunion, so coming to the end of this episode. She makes a few other appearances in the old straight-to-DVD dramas, uh, nothing of major now, really, mm. but but just to say, she's busy. Yeah, she's always kept busy. She's yeah. never not working. Yeah. Um. But most importantly, we close out the year with Melby getting pregnant again. Ah uh, yes. Controversially, so it's her second baby. Can you remember why it was so controversial? There was um, a bit of a dispute with the father about mm-hmm. whether the child was his, which, you know... The very famous father being... Yeah, yeah. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. But, you know, which yeah. is really, really disappointing um, yeah. for such a big actor and celebrity. And so she comes out so she comes out, and she says, she, she says I'm pregnant and she says the father is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He claps back and says, it's not mine. There's, I'm pretty sure he said at the time, there's no way it's mine. And it's something about a DNA, only a DNA test. I want a DNA test. So, you know, no. straight away, he's not supporting her throughout that pregnancy. He's and she got dragged. She got dragged nice. in the press about it. It yeah. was like, she's claiming she had a relationship right. with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. But yeah. they were together nine months, is that right? Apparently, yeah. So, you know, that is, it's not it's, a long time, but, you know. There, there is obviously a lot that will went on there that we don't yeah. know about yeah. there's obviously a big well story. we will do when that book comes in through the library that yes. is true yeah. come on South Council <laughs> hurry up please I know I'm number six but can we make it number one I, pops. Yeah. <laughs> I am totally aware I can buy this book on a major retailer's <laughs> website but but Melby doesn't need that kind of cash no and also for principal I love the library as it's you guys know business. yeah so she is getting dragged through the press and again stating the way she's just not believed it's hard being a Spice Girl at this time yeah and like just the disbelief yeah yeah I remember at the time thinking I remember and this is awful sorry Mel I remember at the time thinking why is she making up these lies yeah Yeah. because the way they vilified her the press you know and it did sound like she was lying you know the way they they wrote about her yeah an interesting fact is Eddie Murphy has 10 children and how many, what, I don't know what number this is. Uh, Let's I'm check. Not, I'm not sure. Right now. Because we are the podcast that knows. So he had seven children at wow. this point. So this baby Angel is the eighth. Yeah. How Obviously many... Mel B is the liar. <laughs> to how you know many what? mothers? Three. Right. And now I think there'll be four mothers to ten children. Yeah. Maybe or five, or five, five mothers, five. but you know you would never see an article in the press about him. You know, well, I think you do, but it's hard being a black woman. Yeah, or a, a woman sure. of color. She's for mixed. Sure. I mean, but that is a thing, isn't it? Is that 
okay, you know, they are both black in that situation, but the press are still going to harp on at heart, but how about Eddie Murphy had all of these kids? Oh, let's make no. Oh, as if the the media doesn't love to talk about black dads. Oh, it's true. About how absent they always are. What? But I think she was definitely the loser in that situation. Yeah, she was definitely there. And what, you know, what a bad start to bring in a new baby into the world you yeah. know all that stress yeah. on her and mm-hmm. having to prove and you know that Eddie probably wasn't there during the pregnancy because he doesn't believe her mm-hmm. she, did do the, she did do the DNA test and she proved it yeah. was his yeah. um, but there was yeah. someone else there during the pregnancy wasn't there Ian? well we do get into that so during the pregnancy she starts dating her future ex-husband Stephen Belafonte right she loves a complicated relationship oh, yeah. set up and she loves doing it quick it's, yeah we could do a mini-series on Mel B's quick relationships. Yeah. So she starts dating him in the February. She gives birth in the April. And then they get married two months later in the June. Wow. Which is the same month they announced the reunion tour. Oh. She Busy 2007. She doesn't yeah. do things by half. No. She also then, we'll talk about it in her next episode, but she also signs up then for Strictly Come Dancing, the American version, Dancing right. with the Stars. Yeah. Okay. So, a few months after pregnancy... That is brave. Mel B likes to be busy. She does, yeah. yeah. So, it's worth saying with the Eddie Murphy thing, they are close now, apparently. Okay. So, yeah. he, he's, he did he's step a, up. He did yeah, step okay. up. He's, like. he's a regular person in Angel's life, as far as I believe. I, um, and there is maintenance. Which okay. deserves the risk, which we should give respect for. Yeah, Especially okay. as people are very quick to say, absent black fathers. Yes. He, yeah. He's not absent. Okay. And so, I don't recall stories of him... Not being there for any of his ten children, okay, no. which so, takes a lot of time. Okay, there, it's he's, not a day. There's a, week. a tiny bit of respect <laughs> being brought back for him, for yeah. and financially, of course, he can afford. Oh, the Eddie Murphy money is long. <laughs> She's yeah. not worried about baby grows. No, yeah. although well, money appears to be a Mel B issue, but yeah, we will discuss. So that wraps up Mel B's hiatus to 2007 to the reunion. Right, a lot happens. So she's done two albums. She's done. Two albums, she's done movies, she's been with Kelly Rowland, two babies, she's too much. (laughs) She's too, too, too of everything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And life isn't about to slow down either after 2007. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. So she still very proudly wears the scary badge. Would we respice it? Do you know, I actually thought about this and I wanted to give her the name Resilient Spice because I think she bounces back from everything she does and she's been through a lot. Yeah. That's beautiful, actually. Yeah, resilient spice. Yeah. I like. I was busy spice, but resilient. I give her. Yeah, great. Let's call it more that. credit needed. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and Resil- from the press. Yeah, for sure. Resilient spice. With Pod of the Pops and you two can become one. Subscribe. View all our bonus content. Leave your comments and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So holla at Pot of the Pops on all our platforms. (laughs) Beautiful.